All right, and we're live, baby. Choke Artist Podcast, uh, after hours, late night session. Yeah. I, I was on, so I was completely lying when I said that was the theme song. I just wanted to show you guys that song. Is that girl talk? Uh, it's Neil C. Sierra guy. He does like these awful mashups of like bare naked ladies and <laughs> all star and like. It's wonderful. Yeah, it's pretty fun. Beautiful. I'm, I'm here with Mem from Teenage Halloween and Skylar and Ben from Taking Meds. Hey. Hi. Hey. Hello. Hey, thanks for coming through so late. Thanks for having us. Yeah. I have yes. no choice in this. Yeah, you're kind of held hostage right now. I yeah. really am. Um, so what happens when you don't have a car and you don't want to take the fucking New Jersey Transit at yeah. one it's, in the morning. It's pretty terrible, especially yeah. at that hour. Yeah. But you guys just all played on Delafield, and it was actually a pretty good first Sunday. Yeah, pretty it tight, was awesome. Pretty tight show. Good times. Yeah. You probably you probably played New Brunswick a bunch, right? Um, yeah, I guess is this my first time playing New Brunswick with Teenage? Yes, it is. What other I, bands did you play in? Um, I play with this guy Jeffrey Lewis. I'm also in a band called Cat Tat. Okay. Um, but yeah, New Brunswick is just always a mess in someone's basement and a great time. Yeah. Invariably. Totally. Hell yeah. It's it's nice when um it feels like a show and not like a a frat party. Yeah, definitely. You guys looked out. You played. You played a nice. nice we played house. the one spot that's not a frat party house. Yeah. Yeah. I nice. see that. One of the couple. But yeah, um, you guys were just a little weekender shows. I don't know yeah. if my mic's working. Red one? Is it? Yeah, I'll turn it up. I can't tell. Yeah. I'm no, we're okay. Wait. Oh wow. It's cool. We'll overdub it. Whoa! Yeah, I'll, I'll slap. Some, I'll, <laughs> we'll double track it. I'll slap some fat reverb on it, and we'll be we'll be fine. Yeah, we did. Uh, we played in Brooklyn on Friday with uh, Down Trotter and Sister Munch. Yeah, which was sick, and Giant Peach. Hell yeah! Yeah, I was telling you before, Down Trotter is actually recording here with my, my our roommate in our basement in this building. Yeah, in this house on one of nice. the the many floors. They were fucking sick. Yeah, they're yeah. really cool. Yeah, and. Uh, yeah, and then yesterday we played in Connecticut too, like a big empty room. It was like, but it was in these like rehearsal studios, so like the PA was really nice and shit. So you just get a, a nice practice nice out of it. Nice practice, yeah. Yeah. We met some of the other bands were cool and stuff. And nice. Tonight was fucking great. I thought. Yeah, yeah, it was a good time. Yeah, Connecticut can be weird. Yeah, I don't know. I've, we played Crunch House there, and it was cool, like years ago. Um. Yeah, it's hit or miss. It's yeah. always hit or miss. Totally. I guess, I guess anywhere, but like, kind of can be. But I don't know. I feel like some cities you'll always at least have like a, like a good time. You know. For sure. I don't know if I've ever had a good time in Connecticut. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I've played yeah. some great shows in Connecticut. I don't know if I had a good time though. Such <laughs> an easy, easy state to bash on. Whole <laughs> boat people yeah. though. I mean, let's get it all out now. You know, any any grievances you have with Connecticut? Um, boat I shoes. hate driving through there. Yeah, yeah. Boat shoes too. A little too ritzy. A little too. Yeah. Well, also like um, for driving from New York up to like New Haven is. Uh, oh my god. Like the bridges. Like there's a lot of low bridges, and like I like I was in a very tall van on tour once, and like we would just come across a fucking low bridge and we would just be like, all right, let's exit here and then we'll get back on after the bridge happens that's going to knock the top of our van off. 
Yeah. What's up with that, Connecticut? You bunch of fucking leaf beepers. Yeah, fix your shit. <laughs> <laughs> There's always a lot of traffic. Stamford is really ugly. 95, you know? Like, yeah, 95. Ugly. It just gets real clogged up. Yeah. John actually went to school at Connecticut College. John, Yo, our bass player. Yeah, we were talking. And I've actually had a lot of good times there. So I do like New London. Um, Yo, that's where my friend is. New London. Yeah, really. Yeah, well, I had some friends that like went to school. There's a college there, right? Yeah, Connecticut College. He John studied music there, there, right? Yeah, he did. We had the same professor. So I, yeah, yeah, I went yeah, to William yeah. P. in North Jersey, and my professor bounced like back and forth between there and Connecticut. And he smelled funny. He smelled like the character and guy. And he hated your ass. Yeah, he hated me like, really <laughs> bad, because all I did in college was like be really high and like not play. It was like, it's weird music. It's like atonal music. So like, uh, and John might even showed some, some of you guys, but it's like super What was like, his name? Rizzo? Uh, Pete Jarvis. Jarvis. Yeah. Oh yeah. Way off. <laughs> <laughs> but yo, he has like legit credits. Like he wrote music for that like HBO show Boardwalk Empire, and like I love that he show. was. Wow. Um, I saw him play an elf, the musical on Broadway. Yeah. Like I went with my family like around <laughs> Christmas time. But he's like a real gigging like New York musician. Yeah, no, just, pit work is great if you can get it. I just did some of that shit. Yeah. So nice. Sick. Right. God bless the musicals for paying people. Yeah, and they pay like well too. It's pretty nice, especially I like. I want to do that. Yeah, I just got my check, baby. How do you it's do that? Sick. Yeah. Oh, either be really good or know the person. Stretch I definitely did the us. latter. So definitely. <laughs> what, was, what show did you do? Um, is there's well, there's a new musical. <laughs> yeah, Shrek the musical's real, by the way. <laughs> I know. Oh. <laughs> Watch it if you found that out tonight. <laughs> uh, in my heart. Okay. Shrek the musical was discovered. No, um, oh, right. uh, it's a new musical by uh, Dan Fishback, who was in this band, Cheese on Bread. They just released a new music video. It's great, but a uh, real anti-folk dude, been in the community for a long time. But it's a new musical. It's uh, my my the way do I that I describe it to people is is a musical about queer Jewish communists blowing things up with pipe bombs. That's dope. It's fucking sick. Like, yeah. like I'm not into musicals as a person, but this musical is so that's how fucking fantastic. Yeah, because I was like, it wasn't for like Fiddler on the Roof. No, a just different <laughs> Jewish musical. <laughs> Similar concept. More pipe bombs pipe and bombs. gay people. Yeah, <laughs> sounds fun. It, yeah, so uh, I got uh, I was playing bass for the band in that, and was it's it like just, folk punky music or? Well, it's you know. Like some of the songs are definitely like rock songs, but then there's some like show tunes in it too, which was very challenging because there's a lot of fucking seventh chords and stuff. Where I'm just like, all right, I'm glad my instrument only has four strings. I don't have to worry about all this shit. But um, uh, it's so fucking good. The first, the whole first half is a play. The second half is a musical. It's great. We just did a reading of it um, at New World Stages, and it went really well. So hopefully, it will be a full scale production. Yeah. Very soon, once we get some funding, but. It's a, like musical theater is a super weird world because there's so many stages. Like I did a performance of these songs that was just the songs, and then I we just did a reading that was like the play and the songs, but no costumes and no sets. And then from there, you have to get money to do the full. It's like yeah, like, like funding such and a, stuff. Yeah, weird it's world. its own world. Yeah, because like you get like I mean show houses, then off Broadway, then you hopefully get big enough where you're on the Broadway, and it's all like I don't know. Like, but then you get immortalized. If you get on Broadway, like cats, I just yeah, I just want to just like cats, (laughs) like put me in coach. I just want to be in the pit in like a musical, 
and just I just be... want to pit at a musical. Well, I know for a fact yes. that Skylar knows the entire lead role to Joseph in the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. Did you do that so shit? If you would like to, you did. So if you'd like to <laughs> I mean, pit for him, I'm sure we could work that out. To be fair, I know the entirety of the lead role of Nancy from Oliver, so... Well, you Similar. Could both just do the less, leads, less, lead roles on the less same overtly stage. Christian. <laughs> yeah, and Andrew Lloyd true. Webber is I like mean, Andrew Lloyd Webber uses like the same three melodies in all his shows and like steals. Fair. I mean, there's only so many melodies you can use. Yeah, but no, uh, yeah, I guess Oliver's less. Well, more orphans, which you would. I just know Christian. Andrew Lloyd Webber gets a bad, a bad rap. He's a fraud. Bad rap. Well, shots fired. You heard it first. <laughs> at Andrew, at Sir Andrew Lloyd Webber. <laughs> no, I'm cool with him. Yo, Andrew Lloyd Webber is folk punk. Yeah. I've played in some musicals, but all like through like schools. Like I, it was like a public school gig and like did like Grease, like Bye Bye Birdie, which I think they were the same Tight. music. Yeah, it was pretty much like that doo-wop shit. Yeah. But um, I did get paid and that was cool. Getting paid a That's, lot. Was Grease set yeah, in the 50s? Uh, yeah, yeah, really. Sixties, greasers, fifty cars, fifties cars. Yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. They're the same. Yeah, more or less, right? So, did you two like grow up together? Yes. Mm-hmm. In like Rochester area. Yeah. Okay, and like you slowly like migrated. You're in Brooklyn now, right? I yeah. I so I yeah. I lived in Boston, and then I jo- and then I left Boston and joined Such Gold, which he was already in. Yeah. And kind of moved back to Rochester for a little bit and then left Such Gold and moved down to Brooklyn. Started taking meds. Taking meds was already a thing. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. But then is that when you joined taking meds? No, we, no, we, we started, started it together. together. Oh, right on. Yeah. Cool. We're just like writing the songs in the van and like, oh, can't use these for Such Gold. So, yeah. Let's make a new band. There's like. And John was like pretty much in Such Gold at that point, too. So. Word. The we're, music's we're like plotting. the music's like pretty out, like angular and like I I hear like bluesy shit in it somehow and I don't know like. Someone ringing your doorbell. Someone's ringing the doorbell. <laughs> what are people? Probably the police. It might be the cops. Oh, like it's burning too. <laughs> okay, we're back. Quick, quick little break. We had a. You know, house was on fire. House was on fire. The toast was burning up the whole house. I died. <laughs> yeah. So we were talking about, like, I guess the start of taking meds. Yeah. Um, so it was just songs that you felt wouldn't be such gold songs. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. You were writing the, most of the riffs at that point. Yeah, yeah. I was singing such gold, wasn't playing guitar at the time. Just had a lot of extra riffs and stuff. Yeah. I wanted to have a band that I could play guitar in all the time. And Yeah, I don't know. We kind of wanted to swap roles, you know, have Skylar do the singing and we definitely wanted to like start start a like a weirder band too. I feel like yeah, you know yeah, like a, I don't know, mathier band. Fucking it is yeah. It's like kind of out there. Like there's yeah. It's still like punky and like fast and aggressive, but it's like really I, I yeah. Something about the riffs are like they're neat. I think my. Yeah, for sure. Ben Ben writes most of the riffs. Well, what what tune are you guys playing? Uh, a lot of the songs are in like drop C sharp, 
major or not yet drop just c sharp major seven seven or some shit like that oh right on yeah neat i think that's how you say it yeah there's there's some, some music nerds out like, there some when we tune the fourth string up a full stop for a lot of them yeah yeah right yeah i think that like my the way i write vocals is still like pretty punk punk rock approach so you know makes the songs they're still kind of punk songs yeah totally they're still like fast too and like yeah totally but yeah there's some like some funky notes you know definitely some some blues notes going on it's kind of fun because you can just like feel around the guitar when you're writing that shit yeah you know instead of having to like know how to actually play guitar yeah <laughs> thinking, thinking about scales you don't want to put yourself in the box too much right yeah. yeah how about how about you man what did you like start playing like what was your first instrument um i started playing piano when i was like four years old yeah um and then uh thought guitar was cooler so i started playing guitar at like 12 and then just kind of picked up like bass and drums along the way and then joined a band full-time as a bassist and now everyone knows me as a bassist yeah so now i'm in like six bands as a bassist oh yeah um but like i've been playing a lot more drums recently and i just did like my first real new york show as a drummer and like i fucking love playing drums and i hope i just like now i'm just like all right i'm gonna get out there as a drummer so more people see me as a drummer so they hire me to play their drum shit now yeah yeah do you resent the bass no i fucking love the bass Hell yeah. um i mean i in order like well, the interesting thing about putting yourself in a box is like piano was the first instrument I learned, but it's really hard for me to write on piano because I can see all the scales. I can see the theory like in front of me. Yeah, yeah. Guitar is what I've always been able to write on because I don't exactly know what I'm doing. It's just, totally. it's more natural. And it's like, if, I, if something sounds good, I'm just going to go with it rather than trying to like puzzle together. Oh, well, that's actually a, you know, one, six, four. And like, yeah, you, don't should, you know, be too yeah. nerdy when you're writing shit. Yeah. Yeah. Unless you're writing like Baroque or you know sure yeah, sure i mean i like to get weird with like rhythmic stuff like my band is also kind of mathy and kind of weird like that but um right on was that what, what was it cat called? tat cat tat, cat tat. yeah oh yeah like a tattoo of a cat which nice. i of which i have several yeah um but uh yeah something about guitar is just um kind of more freeing in that in that writing sense but bass is way more fun to play in a live setting and drums is like the most fun to play in a live setting as a drummer, I agree. Hell yeah. But I'm also, like, really fucking bad at guitar and bass. <laughs> I can, like, almost make it through Damn It, but, like, my wrist gets, like, really tired, so. Well, we could start a really shitty band where I play drums we could, and you yeah. play guitar. <laughs> play Damn It. We could play Damn It at the end of this podcast. Wake all my Fuck roommates yeah. up. I'm oh down. Oh, my God. <laughs> There's not a lot Perfect. of bass players anymore. Uh, that I mean, that's why I'm in fucking six bands. It's because nobody wants to be the like the bassist doesn't get laid. Come on, we all know this. That's why we make John play bass because he has a fiance, <laughs> so he gets laid. I think that's the way to do it. All right, <laughs> open call. Fiances, where are you at? Yeah, fiances <laughs> who are willing to play bass. That's what we need. John plays guitar too. But we're just like not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Handy bass man. <laughs> But I don't think he resents the bass either. It, it, like, holds a very specific place, like, in the arrangement of the song. There's something about, like, the way that the bass can move under things that is often unnoticed, but controls so much of 
the way that the song goes similar to drums where it's like nobody's be nobody's like fucking like paying attention to the drum beat necessarily the way they're paying attention to the guitar riff but it subconsciously for the casual listener changes so much about the arrangement of the song and the intensity of the song and where the song travels and that's like fucking everything in writing yeah no i agree like i'm, I'm big on like feel it, it all comes together i mean i think what you guys like do is like it's all like kind of comes together in taking meds and then like we'll stray away at times too like the drum parts will be like linear like linear stuff definitely your drummer's really pretty good too oh fuck yeah what the fuck danny boy yeah we just started playing with him and he shows up on time he some yeah usually (laughs) (laughs) um we used to play with our our other really good friend that ben and i grew up with from rochester um named matt battle and he wrote all the stuff on like the records and stuff and um so i think a lot of that like kind of playing comes from him and then the bass lines i feel like are kind of like melodic in taking meds like more so than bass lines are a lot of times sure because the way we write usually is like ben or i have a riff and then we get together and ben plays drums and i play guitar and we just like write make these demos with like one guitar and drums and then we fill everything Build else everything around it. Yeah. Cool. And it, it it's cool because even if we're like, ah, oh, this idea like this, in this our incarnation is really boring, it's like, we'll fix it. Spice like, it up. Yeah. <laughs> we'll add some other cool shit in. Hell yeah. It's a good luxury to have. As someone who's in a two-piece guitar and drums. Yeah, that's a nice luxury to have. Right, because yeah. you, because <laughs> you have to write something good right away. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I should do my best right away. <laughs> that's it. No, no pressure, but you have to write something good right away. immediately, <laughs> or else it's bad forever. Hey, if Jack White can do it. So can oh I. yeah, <laughs> for sure. I saw a headline today that said. Jack White doesn't understand what DJ Khaled quote unquote does. <laughs> saw that Jack White's too. a f- yeah. asshole. I <laughs> did not click it. Love the White Stripes <laughs> inspired me so much. But classic, like, I don't know, I don't really believe in like celebrity culture or like idolizing people that you don't personally know. But like classic example of like someone who's like music really influenced me, think is really talented and interesting, creative and awesome. Sure, he's a total and complete asshole. Just do you, like, do you know for sure he was like the I Pete Doherty of America, like just bar, f- like getting in the bar fights and being in tabloids with, but shit. only with the fucking Black Keys. Oh, yeah, well, <laughs> like some honestly, shit about kicking his kid out of school because his kid was in this like same school as a kid from the Black Keys. I heard, that's I've funny. heard that shit. Right, yeah, that's real funny. Yeah, no. I mean, I don't know. I don't trust anyone that whoever makes loses that much the money. fight has le- has the blues more. If we had to choose <laughs> you guys between beat up and you actually win in a blues fight if you lose. <laughs> a blues fight. You just like instead of brass knuckles, you just put like a slide on each finger and you just like push someone <laughs> out, you know what I mean? Blues fight. I definitely take the white stripes over the black keys. Well, though. Same. Yeah. yeah. White stripes at least did like interesting shit. Like just went just got yeah, weird with it is fucking, that shit's whack yeah that's just like shit like riffs for frat boys to learn yeah i can't keep up with like modern rock oh music, no me neither rock. i fucking yeah. i did this thing recently where i went through i mean it's 
Pitchfork, I know, so, like, probably off the bat, bad idea, but, like, I went through Pitchfork's, like, album of the month for, like, the past two years and just, like, clicked on all the rock albums. And so it was, it was like, like I wanna... Flock of Flame. It was, like, fucking... It was flock flock fucking, like, flame. War on Drugs and, like, fucking, like, uh, Bjork. And I'm like, what happened to people making, like, loud rock music? I don't know. Like, I tour a lot, and I play with some amazing bands that do some amazing shit that still have, like, an edge and are still, like, a little heavy or interesting or just, like, weird. But it's, like, the shit that's popular in rock music now is just, like, 80s nostalgia. And that's pretty much it. A lot of synth waves, a lot of, like, 80s shit. Yeah, and just real tame, real fucking calm, real fucking mild. And it's just, like really frustrating i don't know i just like have so many friends that are in so many good bands that are on the heavier side that like are just ignored there's no place for it in like main especially in tri-state like i was in florida recently and they had like an alternative rock station but it was playing like like melodic hardcore at points too and it was fucking sick yeah nice it was cool to see but we don't really have anything close to that like in this area yeah it's it's really whack to me because i don't know i know like you know like fucking seeing taking meds tonight or seeing fucking sick shit tonight just like any of the stuff that's like fucking has oh is new and interesting and has a little bit of an edge to it is just like totally being ignored i don't know it feels like a weird period in time where it's kind of like a golden era like another golden era of of hip-hop and r&b i feel like which is great but at the same time all the rock bands are just doing shit that's already been done in like the 80s because it's all nostalgia value. Yeah. I don't know. Have you heard the new Weezer record yet? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking. You're right. We listened. We listened. We were driving. We completed the Weezer channel. We were, we were driving back. We were driving to New York from Rochester and we have a thing that we call Clown Hour where we listen to a full bad album like front to back. And we just like knew the like the new Weezer album would be bad. We tried to do the new Foo Fighters and it was like too dense. Like too like they tried to make like a Pink Floyd album or something. Yeah, I was just like I, we can't fucking do this. That but sounds we, bad. What's the new Weezer intense. one called? It's called Pacific Daydream, uh-huh. and there's an astronaut on the cover. Okay. And we listened to it front oh, to back, and we're just, like, giggling a lot. And, you know, I, don't know. I feel like I picture Rivers just being alone in a studio. And being, like, 55, too. And being like, I got to make some. Brutal. I make, like, the next big pop record. Yeah. Oh, what a sad existence. Sorry, I cut you off. You probably had something important to say about Weezer. Oh, uh, uh no. <laughs> <laughs> so not a great album, I'm assuming, then. There's a song, my favorite songs are QB Blitz and Any Friend of Diane's. Ending Friends of Diane's? Any Friend of Diane's. Any Friend of Diane's. <laughs> is a friend of mine. I like That's Ending Friends of Diane's, yeah. though. Like, oh yeah, well, you got actually, friends, I'm going to fucking end Diane them. does die at the end of the song. Uh, Spoiler alert. Well, when, your name, when you got die in your name, you can't, expo- you can't fucking expect good results also when you're a tortured nerd like rivers you know you gotta write some melodramatic endings to your songs a tortured nerd who yeah (laughs) tortured by his millions (laughs) yeah same i was thinking about the that across the sea song the other day and i was like man that would not fly which song across the sea it's about it's like about I don't want to talk out of turn, but I'm pretty sure it's about like him. 
being in love with like a really young girl from Japan. Oh no. Yeah. Someone watched too much anime. Even yeah. in El Scorcho, like he's like kind of fetishizes that shit. Yeah, okay. same record. But across oh, the Pinkerton? sea, across the sea is like I could never touch you. I think it would be wrong. Oh. I got your letter. You got my song. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, gnarly. Yeah, why that do w- Why do men? So he's really yes. in- improved <laughs> on do? Pacific Daydream. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lyrical content is, has improved. Yeah. Uh, so like Pinkerton or, or Blue Album? Good question. Probably a Blue Album. Yeah. Same. But I really liked Why Bother when I was like 10. Hell I was, yeah. I, was, I think that was like the first Squeezer song I heard because my cousin made me a, a tape. With like Weezer, Presidency of the United States. Yeah. It's Everyone gets like that. that tape. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But I never got mine. I mean, it wasn't a tape by the time I was around, but I'd, it was I'd like, like. I'd like one now. Um, <laughs> It was like they might. It was like a they might be giants. Presence. It was a States, CD. CD that someone burned for me. Burn CD. Yeah. Yeah. I had a burn CD when I was in eighth grade. That was Bad Brains, Fugazi, and Modest Mouse. Oh yeah. It's a third degree burn CD. Yeah. <laughs> I I wish I still had it just for nostalgic value. Yeah. I was... Talk about old hardcore bands. Bad Brains. Modest Mouse. <laughs> 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 Modest Mouse was kind of out of left field, but <laughs> it helped round it some, out. Had some good tunes. Yeah, mine was like I think yeah my like twelve my twelve year old burn CD was like Green Day and System of a Down. Nice. And maybe Fuck probably yeah. some like well, what was that band? Rise, some like Rise Against or some shit. Yeah, yeah. You know. Not First mix CD I had just said ska on it. <laughs> <laughs> All capital letters. It's a red CD. I, I don't spelling. think you can write ska not in all capital letters. All caps. I think yeah. like if you try to type it in, it'll autocorrect to all capital letters. Ska. Joe, Joe Ska Mix one. Download it straight from Kazaa. Burned onto a CD. Hell yeah. Y'all remember LimeWire? Hell yeah. yeah. That's where R. I got P. those songs to make that CD. Nice. Yeah. Or like Cause uh, yeah, I remember. Nap- uh, not Napster. Napster was done by then. I remember having Napster. Look I like had Napster for a second. My older sister had it, and we'd dial up. And I remember just watching a POD song download for like an hour, and then like the and percentage like, would go. It's up. done. <laughs> I would just try to play when it was two percent, and I would just hear like the intro, like like whatever it was, and then I would let it down a little more, and I hear like seven seconds of it. All right. Just kicked in your door. Yeah. Lars Ulrich just kicked <laughs> in your door. Get up. Fucking. Yeah. I remember you had to search. You could get like Blink 182, like their label or whatever, got their shit taken off Napster. But if you search Blink 183, like you could get all their shit. That's and awesome. like they had like they had like code names for all the for the bands oh, like on so Napster. Good. Yeah. Because that shit went down when I was like 12, I think. Yeah. Is that about right? Like 2002, 2001, 2002? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well then. Metallica really did a number on it. Motherfuckers. Hey, hey, how? how hey. How oh, we, did, they... we tried to get through St. Anger, speaking of Clown oh, Hour, but we snare. couldn't get through it. Yeah. The snare 
for sure, but just everything. It's bad, yeah. They took that they took that snare of someone and on YouTube they put it over Master of Puppets. And it ruins yeah, the yeah, song. Yeah. It ruins the song real bad. <laughs> That's funny. How do you guys feel about downloading music? I wanted to ask. Like people illegally downloading it. Does anyone care anymore? Um it's changed a lot. In I feel the, like it's pretty hard to do now, isn't it? Or it's, I guess it's not hard to do. Like I got a letter anything. in the mail once being like, stop torrenting. And I was like, okay, I'm never doing that again. Oh, wow. They spooked me. Yeah. Probably threatened, um, threatened a, a lawsuit. Well, it was from Verizon. And they were like, we protect you, but don't do this. Yeah. And I was like. Yes, Godfather. Yeah, the protection much. feed of Verizon. <laughs> yeah. Fucking keeping the bad boys at bay. Yeah, dude. They're extorting me. No, racketeering. Yeah. That's racketeering. I think that's it. Yeah. I, I don't know. I've always, like, it's... I'm so, going actually answer the question. Well, well <laughs> I, had to th- I had time to think about it while y'all were fucking around with Verizon over there. Um... <laughs> no, I mean, but it's like, I don't know, how do you not think about this all the time, I guess? I don't know. But I just gave it, up. It would be sick to, to make money to make money off of creative <laughs> yeah, content. Yeah. But I, I think people haven't been the whole time I've been growing up, so it's hard to like, you know what I mean? But I also feel like that's kind of good because for our generation, it's not like there's no expectation that the record is going to what's is going to be the thing that makes you money, you know? It's the touring and it's the merch and shit. And like for me, I don't know, I've torrented a decent amount of music, but typically it's either like some huge band that I know isn't like, like, you know, basing their paycheck on that type of shit. Or it's, you know, I'll go to the show and I'll buy one of the CDs, but I want one of the other CDs. So I'll torrent that. It's like, there's so many ways to support bands now that the fact that record sales are becoming obsolete i think it's a hard transition for some bands who are basing their careers on that but i feel like for new bands they know that like you have to tour and you have to have merch and those are things i'm going to support also that typically just goes directly to the band anyway like it's more direct than buying it on itunes and, and then having that, a percentage and you, know, you know and because and they have to pay a hundred dollars per year to have it up on these sites yeah. or whatever so and there's a resurgence of people like collecting vinyl and stuff which is good yeah I, as almost in, almost in a like half like protest way and half like just you know, collectors' way. Yeah, because there's like a. I'm not saying that. everyone that buys vinyl is protesting the state of the record industry, <laughs> but you know what I mean. It's like, it's makes up for it in some small way. Yeah, because the jewel case kind of lost its value for sure. CD. Yeah. The other thing that Although, sucks. I could still see its heyday. Never know. The other thing that sucks about um, not being able to like make an income off of of your music that's you know pr- like proportionate to how many fans you have like you would have been able to do in like the 90s sure is that you get pushed into like people like having to get money from like publishing and stuff so like car commercials that, yeah right not not that that's always bad like if your song is in a movie and you dig the movie and shit that's fucking cool but if you're like ah fuck we'll take this shampoo money like 
That shit kind of sucks, you know? It's like, hard, yeah. That would bum me out. Good thing I don't make music for... That would be in a <laughs> fucking jam. Oh, yeah, of course. I feel so way. Maybe. I, th- I think... I can just see the fucking Pro- Pantene Pro-V fucking the waves. The Transplants song. Oh, yeah. It's in so many commercials. Woo-woo! Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's weird. Like, uh... Chavez Barker was so high the whole time. T-Barks. Yeah. What were you going to say? Uh, no, it's weird because, like, it's the band... One of the guys I play with, Jeffrey Lewis, he has this whole song that's about, like... Not necessarily, like, selling out as, like, a thing, but it's more about, like, that artists really do put a lot of weight behind things that they support by letting their music be used for it and just, like, asking yourself um, if if it's worth it for, for uh, you know, some kids seeing you know, PBR being cool or whatever. Like if it's worth it for you to put your artistic weight behind a brand, a corporation. Yeah. You know, and I think that that's a, a good thing for just to, you know, and it's like obviously paying the bills is important too, but it's it's also just like, I don't think artists sell themselves short on, on how much influence they have over art and culture and politics and those types of things. And sure. Just putting your name on things that actually mean something to you. Yeah. But what I get more bent out of shape about than, like, downloading, over it, fine, whatever. Streaming, I still fucking struggle with that shit because... Because those companies are taking so much fucking money. That, and it's, I really think it's changing the way that people listen to music because, I don't know, I'm a full album person. Like, I will listen to an album start to finish. Yeah, like Weezer. Unless (laughs) unless it's the... (laughs) Unless it's St. Anger. (laughs) (laughs) But with like with Spotify, it's like it's playlists and it's singles and it's people listening to one song yeah. from a band, and it's just like, well, it's short attention spans, like for sure, know. yeah. And like, I mean, my attention span is so fucking short, but I st- like still, I haven't, I don't have a Spotify, I haven't gotten it, I haven't put my band on Spotify, just because something about that format just really doesn't sit well with me. Yeah. Really. You yeah, I just don't know. I haven't. I know I should. I mean, our album, our like one year anniversary for our first album is coming up, and I'll probably put it on Spotify just because. Put it on Tidal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Me and Alicia Keys. Tiny Spots. <laughs> no, was Alicia, Alicia Keys? Keys? I think Jay Z. Well, but was Jay Z, but also Jack White. I'm thinking of the of the Bond song for Skyfall, which was Alicia Cheese. Was it Alicia Alicia Cheese? Cheese. <laughs> Alicia Keys. Blasphemy. <laughs> and Jack White, but it's Jack White and Jason. I don't know. Fuck it. Whatever. Jack White and Jason Statham. I'll put my shit on title. I don't give a fuck. I'm just sad that people don't listen to full albums anymore because there's a total craft to putting an album together. In a Not way that, order, like, though. it like kind of died. Well, no, it's it's still. It's, I still do it. I mean, it doesn't matter. If it's dead. I'm still gonna fucking do it and like anguish over. Well, like, bands used to have big ass budgets. Too. I care about it too. Well, because record labels used to have budgets. Yeah. Like you know, it used to be you fucking like there was advances and there was record deals and shit. But because there's no album sales anymore, the labels don't stand to make money off the tours, and the tours are the only way you can fucking make money. Yeah, it's true. Or I, Indiegogo. Yeah, yeah, which that's a whole that's a whole different thing. Like, yeah, that's the thing that's that's happened more. I mean, since like downloading started. Remember you know? when Bush was raising money for their not 
the president That's of the like band. <laughs> they were. I was like, wait. They they did like uh yeah they did like a a GoFundMe or or one of those things for like the new Bush album, and it's like. You're Bush. Yeah, I'm sure you have money. Like, you just what? don't, you just do don't you, want to spend your own money. What are you doing? Yeah, yeah. But obviously sure. people fucking gave them money. Yeah. Because they were like, we need another. I mean, as crazy as it is, I would rather hear a, the Bush hit song where every note is one note than a new Bush song. <laughs> Hot take. <laughs> <You know? laughs> do, they have, do they have that? Well, we listened to the... What was the one we heard? We listened to the Smells Like Teen Spirit where every everything is just tuned to the same note throughout oh, the song. God. Nice. So it's yeah. like, load up on God, bring <laughs> your creepy. friends. Yeah. That's like the <laughs> version really... of All Star that's just... Yeah, it's like gee, that. The yeah. whole song. <laughs> it's, it's a we also are Yeah, we also are big fans of that type of YouTube video in oh. the van. The, have totally. you seen the All Star one that it's like All Star composed seen... as a minuet? It's no. like the like like according to the rules of those harmonies and stuff. No, John would love that. That's amazing though. though. Oh, also fucking Taylor Swift songs transposed into minor keys. Oh, sounds cool too. Um, <laughs> what's that? What's that one song? Uh, uh. Oh, I knew you were trouble when you walked that one. Unusual. That someone transposed that to G minor, and it's fucking sick like that's like it's it's like uh, <laughs> that's a great key like it's like a marilyn manson song it's like gnarly and dark and fuck and i'm like hell yeah would manson have been able to get big now oh um if he wasn't an abusive piece of shit Right, because he because he, he was yeah, in the nineties. Well, to the well, his ex girlfriend just did. I all would imagine towards women too, because because uh, Twiggy just got in trouble for yeah, I was say. for like t- fucking routinely abusing his partner that he was with. Oof. The the singer from Kitty, I forget her name. She came out and like. Manson kicked Twiggy out of his band, but it's like, you know that fucking piece of shit was doing the same shit back then. Yeah, no, there's a whole... I can't remember what... She was some, like, actress that sh- that used to date Marilyn Manson, and, like, she just had this Rose huge McGowan? testimony. Maybe? I don't know. I'm really bad with fucking names, but... I'm pretty um, sure Rose McGowan used to date him. Uh, she He's just, like, had this whole girls. court, this whole trial that was, like, about... It's not clear who it is, but... It's like obviously like the rumors are that it's Marilyn Manson and which sucks. I don't know. I like grew up listening to that shit and it's yeah. like was weird and cool and interesting. But like it sucks to find oh, out that shit. Twiggy's girlfriend was in Jack Off Jill, Jessica Adams, not Kitty. My bad. Yeah. Fact checking. Yeah, that's a myself. bummer. I mean, it's good that like yeah, they're Rose getting outed as shitty. Totally, just, totally. Like, sucks that like they were shitty the whole yeah. time. Yeah, I mean, I just think like I don't know. I'm. Like, there's this book called Please Kill Me that's about early punk shit. Yeah, it's really, it's fucking great. And it's, you know, it's, there's so much glorification that goes on about, like, these fucking, like, real, like, punk dudes who, like, just don't give a fuck and are, like, just totally self-destructive and, like, are on all the drugs and, like, Like hurting themselves. Just, like, just doing whatever the fuck they want to. And it's, like really romanticized and i think there is merit in that kind of attitude but a lot of them were just also so awful to women or to like their partners yeah and were just like abusive and shitty because of that attitude and i think like marilyn manson's probably just on the like 
cusp of, you know, that attitude being in style. And then now that being like, well, punk is something different and punk is being queer and being and different progressive. and being progressive yeah. Yeah. and being leftist. Um, and it was probably, it's just on the cusp of like, I don't give a fuck, which means I'm cool. And then now it's just like getting the fucking receipts and being like, actually, you're an abusive asshole. Yeah. Well, it's like, you know, trying to make a, a positive change and like rebelling against shitty things. But back then it was, sure. it was like, it was so glamorized to be like, you know, like think about all every song with like shitty lyrics about like murdering an ex-girlfriend or like shit like that. Like all that like yeah. away message shit. Like, and <laughs> it was all terrible. <laughs> like you look at like 2001 lyrics a lot of times, so, like popular emo bands and it's like, this is oh, garbage. Yeah. Fucking, I don't, I mean like there's so many songs that fucking were very formative in like my like 12 like when i was like 12 years old that were just about like someone doing a murder suicide with their girlfriend or something yeah. like fucking escape the fate fucking my chemical romance like there's just like the kids eat it up i mean yeah it's, it's like because like, it's, it's dramatic like a, and yeah, like when like you're 12 tale. you have all the feelings in the world yeah. and uh you're like yeah murder suicide sounds great yeah do you sing in a band too yeah my band cat tat is like that's my fucking song so what do you We'll go down the line. What do you write about, like singing? Oh, probably every. I was like to right? say every song is a diss track about myself. <laughs> um, no, I, I like. <laughs> that sounds fun. Actually. <laughs> um, yeah, nice shoes. No, I wasn't actually ripping on your shoes. I was <laughs> saying that'd be a funny thing to say to song. Yeah, no, no. Um, no, I mean, uh, I don't know. I was, I was talking to someone about lyrics the other day, just because like lyrics are fucking weird. But I, I don't like. I I do think. Uh, I mean, it's not, I don't do it in a very emo way because all my lyrics are incredibly vague. It's all like metaphors for shit that only I understand because I'm terrified of anyone knowing my actual feelings. So very vaguely, it's mostly about um, just like really uh, hating my own response to things or hating that I like feel a certain way about things yeah so it's very it very much is like it's very reflective I've always used songwriting as a kind of therapy and as a catharsis to be like to really mm -hmm. verse by verse like sort out my feelings about something something about like putting it to music is very therapeutic for me yeah but most of it is just me reflecting on shit that I'm doing and like situations that make me feel bad and then writing lyrics somehow allows me to reflect on like all right why do i feel this way about this thing and what is it about me that is flawed that is causing this reaction Did that i don't write, like write something and then like hate it like a year later or like not want to play a song or anything oh i mean i've been writing songs since i was fucking 12 years old so like probably uh, yeah a mil yeah, yeah yeah all the time oh i have this one fucking oh i was really into minor threat for a minute i, w I have this one song that's very like so like haughtily arrogantly like anti-drug in like the most dramatic way yeah that's dope um straight edge yeah and not even i was like fucking 13 i just like hadn't had beer yet yeah <laughs> so <laughs> i don't know the fuck i was talking about but it's just very much like you'll never accomplish anything like all oh, these people say they want to be different but you'll never accomplish anything when you're stoned yeah, all like the time poorly it's just paraphrasing like the lyrics to straight edge yeah basically <laughs> exactly exactly uh but no and it was it was 
more like over dramatically paraphrasing. <laughs> it's like that meme with like the old timey guy just repeating popular slogans in old timey language. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. So good. What do you guys think about? I mean, I know it's like a broad, broad question. I also used to write minor threat lyrics on my folder. <laughs> so nice. Great. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, I guess like my two big things are are like um, nostalgia and then like self hate and substance abuse. Okay. Inner inner. Self hate squad. A lot of yeah, a lot of yo knuckle tattoos. Self. A lot of self hate stuff. To honestly, falling back. Self hate is like the one thing I'm willing, like the one crutch that I haven't like gotten rid of yet when I write lyrics. Cause like I want to write like I want to like say I want to (sighs) like say more. Yeah, I mean writing writing something that's like that's like reflective or or like like sharing about yourself that like someone else can relate to. Yeah. Is, is cool and that's gonna that's gonna have weight for somebody else and, sure and that's means gonna, something to them couldn't gonna have weight for me as a result of that and totally you know yeah and i'm getting it out so that's cool yeah but i just started like kind of singing in a band but it's not fun, like, it's not I'm... poetry yet you know what i mean yeah like, i want to like fucking yeah write like a smog song like fucking bill callahan or like just leonard cohen like some of that shit you're just like god damn yeah. I, I'm not. No, they're twelve thirty at night. I can't really describe what I. I just want to get better at. Well, it. you just gotta. But yeah. You just gotta turn the self hate into poetry. Right. Yeah. Which, pro tip. To say a lot of metaphors that only you understand. Right. Yeah. But What's, like, that's not but, even but a pro hopefully, tip. It's just but me. hopefully, not right. Yeah, I don't know when. Well, the, yeah. When shit gets like aphoristic in the way that that has like <laughs> infinite wisdom. That line like has you something know. that like hits. Sure, yeah. and that's that's like I think that's a goal. I don't know, like uh, I guess like I guess I've just always been very vague with lyrics, just because out of like I don't know, being terrified of people actually knowing what I think or feel about things. Yeah. Um, but there's something like I don't know, like when we, cause our our like Cat Chat's been in a band for like four years, but we just put our first album out in the spring, and just like. The res- the like feedback I've gotten from people that have listened to it are like people saying I don't know what the song is about but it made me cry and I'm like hell yeah that's the fucking goal it's like if it's vague enough that if you can take can... your own meaning from it yeah, like yeah. fucking awesome that's good it makes difference to someone yeah I was gonna say I started singing in a band and like I realized that I just kind of do like consciousness or like kind of like yeah self hate shit but like I want to like say more like I feel like I'm just like at the end of it, it's just, like, a big pity party I'm throwing up for myself, and I'm not, like, doing anything to, like, really inspire people. There's this line in a Smog song called River... The song's called River Guard, and he's just, like, talking about, like, taking prisoners to, like, a swimming hole yeah, and watching them, like, enjoy themselves, and then the chorus is, we are constantly on trial, it's a way to be free. Fuck. So good, right? That's like brutal. Yeah. 
I want to like be able to write shit like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you gotta like read more books. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I guess. Yeah, as well, cause like the guy. Or just like chill the fuck out more and just like, you know what I mean? Reflect. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Look in the mirror. Well, well like what you said about it being cathartic to write, like you write when you're feeling strongly about something, and oftentimes it's the same thing, you know. Yeah. Oh, my stomach's making terrible noises. <laughs> I'm very impressed by your stomach noises. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I Put was the mic down like, there. I know. I actually, a <laughs> band did a podcast. You'll like sample that ago. shit. We were joking about it's like. It's an EDM. It's like, <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> I felt like that. I had to address that one. That definitely came through the mic. So I'm going to start a band called. I, I have Crohn's disease. As a, It's still funny that my stomach's loud, but we're, I'm going to start a band called Cannibal Crohn's. And I'm gonna Yo, hold the yes. microphone up to my stomach, <laughs> just like over like death metal. That's the goal. That's so, amazing. Yeah. I would if there's a Kickstarter, if there's a Spotify, if there's if I have to get on LimeWire, I'll support it. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Oh, it's so loud. It doesn't hurt though. It's just like extremely loud. But yeah, yeah. yeah it's interesting. Didn't mean like, to derail it with my loud Crohn's disease. Good. Um, <laughs> no, it was like the. The guy, the like guy, like, my like work band, this guy Jeffrey Lewis, it's like super lyric based, right? Like it's very much like storytelling, lyrics, songwriting focus, and then like my band is very much like the lyrics are just like a vessel for some melody to go on top of the stuff that we're doing, and like some of our songs are instrumental too. Yeah. Uh, so it's like very secondary. Um, I, I don't know. I find myself leaning more and more towards music where the lyrics don't matter. I guess I just care less about what people have to say. I mean, there's a lot of bands that like I grew up really loving that are totally lyric based. But it I think de- yeah, it depends on the band. I think because sometimes yeah, for sure. It matters a lot. Definitely depends doesn't. on the band. Yeah. I, I'm also just like I'm less I'm less able to be captivated by bands that are lyric focused because a lot of times if you're lyric focused the music isn't doing something incredibly like interesting or new or creative it's just like a platform for lyrics which i think is fine but it's like for my fucking level of patience and add these days it's just like i'm listening i'm like trying to hear the music and if it doesn't like grab me then I'm going to move on without even like thinking about what the person's saying. Good music is good music. Kind of like you listen to it. It's going to either speak to you or not. And sometimes it's lyrics. Sometimes it's, you know, the the dope instrumental hip hop beat you're streaming on YouTube, depending on what you like, you know? Yeah. (laughs) I I fuck with YouTube, uh, hip hop beats, 24 hour streams. Just do all my busy work. But then they all kind of start sounding the same, like every lo-fi hip hop beat. So same filters, all that shit. I used to listen to Fortet a lot. I haven't heard that. It's just like instrumental hip hop. So like Ratatat. It, it yeah, but it's like a little bit a little bit cooler than Ratatat. Not that Ratatat's not cool. What's that like jazz band that does like it's Oh, Bad Bad Not Good? Oh, they're cool. Yeah, yeah. kind of like beats based. I saw them play it once. Hell yeah. Nice. I love that name. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good name. Ben, what do you like find influences for to like write lyrics? Um, I don't know. I'm also more of a music based person, and you know, grew up playing guitar, whatnot. Yeah, yeah. hell yeah, music, fuck but, words. But I, but certainly fell into the position of writing lyrics and stuff like that. Uh, I don't know. Just write about 
you know, relationships with people around me. Totally. Uh, social anxiety. Yeah. Fucking. Yeah, that's true. Well, that's a good one. Yeah. You definitely write about social anxiety. Yeah. Thanks for that backup. You're welcome. <laughs> Tight. We just fist bumped. Mic bump. Mic bump. <laughs> they won't know we didn't really do it. Oh <laughs> 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 uh, shit. We devil. It's real. I was talking about that with someone at the show tonight. I don't know if it's any of you guys, but like getting too high and like not being able to function. <laughs> something that I often. Oh like. no! Yeah, yeah. I've we never experienced that, that ever. I'm <laughs> public and I'm just like faking eye contact and like laughing before anyone says anything and just everything, you know. Yeah, you're, it's it's like you're like <laughs> you know nervous. that you don't know how to respond, so you're preemptively responding to something that hasn't happened yet and just interrupting. Yeah, it's just a mess. Yeah, times like that, I go sit in my car in between bands and then go back inside when a band is playing. Well, yeah, yeah. I have. I don't know. I'm from Oregon, so I just like grew up around weed all the time. But yeah, I don't. Sure I don't have a great. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's you were born super, in a pot field. But yeah, basically, um, my mother was a cannabis plant, and my father was a THC dealer. crystal. Yeah. Um, dealer. No. <laughs> uh, well, I think my dad had some weed in his freezer for about four years. My dad used to do the same shit. But. Uh, he, it was just the same weed it just never got smoked in like the whole four years that it was in there he was saving it for you know the day when yeah. he really needed it and then my mom's husband has um it's so funny because it's legal out there right so like they they could literally just go to a store and buy it but like my my mom's husband has some like back pain issues and one time when i was on tour like we had a bunch of weed with us so like the like you know we stayed at my parents house or my my mom's house and fucking you know, one of my band members gave them some weed or whatever. And so now every time I come through on tour, like, like my stepdad's like, yo, like, did you guys bring any weed this time? And I was like, you can just go fucking buy it. Like, what's like, we're not going to bring you fucking weed all the way from fucking New York. Like, that's very dangerous. Yeah, it's going to be legal here soon, too. I feel it coming. I just, yeah, it's, it, there's no reason it shouldn't be, but it's also like, there's so many fucked up, like, there's so much money behind it not being legal and pharmaceutical and shit that but it's they'll, they'll make so much money once it's once it's legal i think <sighs> tax it but it, you know getting people hooked on vicodin is yeah, pretty great too yeah that's all fucked up yeah i don't know i'm not a con- i'm not like a conspiracy theorist but there's some shit that i feel like has some fucking big big money baby big money forces behind it they're just like yeah cool heroin and vicodin let's just fucking keep yeah. these people yeah. overdosing and uh it's a bummer yeah yeah Woo. Rogue. i'm gonna go write a very vague song about it <laughs> uh so what what do you guys have coming up music wise all of you keep working keep writing forever yeah write, write music forever and, and then die eventually oh i hope so we'll see potentially yeah potentially die potentially just ease on out of life Without really dying, just kind of fade, fade. Out. Yeah, yeah. yeah, nice. Oh yeah. We're um we're releasing two new songs in April. Cool. Taking meds. So, yeah, taking meds. So I'm really excited about that. And uh, we're doing a week in May. Um. Cool. Going like DC up around the Northeast and then out to Chicago. Awesome. Yeah, and then uh. Such gold and take meds are both playing Pooza Fest. Nice. Are you playing Pooza Fest? Yep. No. Awesome. They have like a good like punk scene, it seems. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. 
It's like the fest of Canada. Yeah. I played a show in Montreal once called Skankle Pit 3. That sounds awesome. <laughs> it's a good time. It's pretty fun. But the fact that that can even exist somewhere. We should talk about your ska background. Oh, dude, big ska. That's how I know. I know Matt Covey through right. uh, through ska, the Flaming Tsunamis. Yeah. Be- oh, wait, wait. Can you, oh, can it's you a see the on your lip. The lip tattoo. Oh. See all caps. You ska. can't write all ska caps. not in all caps. Why There's no balls. lowercase ska. Balls. <laughs> Hell yeah. We should take a picture of the ska old balls. You when you got yours. Yeah. Ska balls. I was like, this was like two years ago. It was like my first tattoo. Mine, I got 12 years ago. When oh, I was God. 16. Do you regret it? Because. I'll never regret my Scott tattoo. Also, it's I was like, honestly, so and they always tell so you, yeah, solid. it's gonna like, fall out real to soon. Fade, yeah, like, yeah. no, it didn't. Yeah, Scott never fades. This is crazy, Joe. This is crazy, like junkie tattoo guy from Avon, New York. Like, oh wow, the boonies where we grew Wild. up. Yeah, and he like. I was. I remember. I was like, "Who did the tattoos on your leg?" And he was like, "I did." And I was like, <laughs> "Hell yeah, <So> <laughs> hell yeah." <laughs> I used I used to work in a tattoo shop in Oregon, and like, that was one of the things I would always say is like, I'd be like, "Oh, I can't remember what I wanted to get, but I wanted to get some, like some kind of lip tattoo." And like, everyone in the shop was just like, "Don't fucking bother. It's gonna fall out in like a year." But now I know so many and it's people like that have like, lip tattoos yeah. that that are still fucking strong. Yeah, it must it's be amazing. Good. Yeah, ska baby. Yeah, and playing a, a ska core band, and uh, th- that's how I met Matt. Like I was saying, and I still playing it. Never stopped playing it. And still playing a bunch of bands. But is that like ska like, with yeah. breakdowns? Honestly, like yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> I, I think in the '90s it had a different definition. Like ska core was like Mighty Mighty Boss Tones. Like yeah. originally that's what it was considered, or like Link Eighty, like punk with the ska. Mighty Mighty Boss Tones are good. Yeah. Oh yeah. But that's uh, the impression you... that I get. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's pretty much ska, punk, hardcore, heavy parts, horns. It's, it's really funny when people call Teenage a ska band. Because it's not, it's not ska, it's like but it's like punk. we have... Ska yeah, it's, it's like Yeah, it's like maybe like power pop or like well, pop punk BTMI or whatever. BTMI was a big influence on Luke, though. So I think that's like... For sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely definitely like a lot of folk punk. I think it transitioned from folk punk into like what it is now, which is more like power pop. Sure, yeah. It's like folk punk with a full band. Nice. Yeah, we're good. Um... Uh, but but yeah, it's like like one of my friends like is in this really great band, Adira Horse, and they're like heavy, sludgy, like really great. And for some reason, Teenage Halloween and Adira Horse played a show together like somewhere out on Long Island. Mm -hmm. And... After Teenage Halloween played, my friend Angela just comes to me and goes, "Yo, that was really great." And like, honestly, I really love ska. So just, <laughs> just for the listeners out there, but just there's because no there's no ska parts. Yeah, I'm just gonna start saying that to bands who aren't ska section. bands like at all. No, we, like, that's who, what we did. AKA who don't even have horns. Like, like first yeah. first Teenage tour that no I did. Upstrokes. Like any time that we would be listening to music in the car, you know, we'd be listening to some like like weird like freak folk stuff or like some like old shit, and like there would be like. A sax or something would be like ska. Yo, this is a ska band. That's it. Pink <laughs> foot ska band. Dude, yes. Anytime you hear a horn, it's not ska. Miles Davis, one of my favorite ska. <laughs> yeah. Ska. My favorite ska band, Miles Davis. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah. All right, hell yeah. We we did an hour late style. Late. Whoa. Hey, thanks for hanging in. This is the latest podcast I've ever done. Whoa. Dang. Wow. Yeah. 
record. Whoa. No podcast has ever been done this at one twenty four yeah. a.m. I can't wait to hear what a dumbass I sounded like. Oh, me neither. <laughs> Last time I did a drunk podcast, I never heard oh, it yeah, afterwards. Oh, yeah, you're drunk. Which was, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> you sounded the smartest out of all three of us, so... Uh, you guys are all doing it's, great. That's because I'm the drunkest. So any I mean, any last any closing things you want to? Do you guys want to talk about anything? Um, my stomach's gonna growl real soon. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, I gotta go to the doctor. <laughs> anyway, any anything? Check out taking meds. Oh God, are you a vegetarian? No, but I, they cut out like 18 inches of my small intestine, so I can't digest any. Have they recommended that you like stop eating any sorts of foods? Yeah, like everything at yeah. one point or another. My shit's or like up. beer. I don't drink. You don't drink? Uh, no. So. Yeah, my, my mom works in like the fucking like medicinal, dietary, nutritional yeah. type thing. And like she's, she's always like, grains are they're bad. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure that's one of the things. You think she'd like, check him out for us? What? Live? You think she'd check him out live on the podcast? Um she got Yeah, FaceTime. yeah, sure. My my mom does the fucking social media for a doctor. I'm sure she's fucking qualified to <laughs> assess someone's health. She's more qualified than me. I don't yeah. know. She tells me to stop eating bread and I'm like, but it's what makes me feel alive. Yeah. Honestly, if I don't eat bread Carbs. at some point during the day, I'm Carbs. like I can't do anything. I can't focus Carbs. on what anyone's saying to me. I would like to not eat so much bread. Carbs. I guess that's what I wanted to say at the end of your podcast <laughs> is I'm working on it, but for now I have to keep eating bread. Yeah, just be careful. Look, uh, but I used to play in a band with a dude that had Crohn's, and he didn't drink beer, which you don't do. He also didn't eat meat for some reason. Yeah. I don't know if that helps. I don't. I really. I eat like grilled chicken. That's it. If I if there was one food I could eat and just not be sick, I would just eat it and just not give a shit about food. I was thinking that earlier when we were eating this Lamoons. I was like, if I could just like pay somebody like twenty bucks a day to just like make me not hungry at all, I would just do that. Like, yeah. Fuck eating. Cut the hassle. Yeah. No. I really. I was telling this morning. I like really. I've through like various like eating disorders slash just being poor like i don't i forget to eat like i just like i get hungry but i just doesn't i just like have like trained myself to block it out yeah so it's like you know it'll get to be like yeah i had to get off on a fucking i was in i was home in brooklyn i had to get on a fucking train to new brunswick yeah and like which is like a whole like two hour journey and like it was like 6 p.m and i'm like i haven't fucking eaten anything today like Yes, and sometimes it gets to like 10, 11 p.m. And I'm like, oh, I'm fucking eating. And it's just like, it's. I just wish I could eat once a week. And I love food. I'm a total foodie. But it's just such a fucking pain to have to eat multiple times a day. Yeah, like, who invented that? Yeah, I don't know. Probably cave people. <laughs> God. I just want to like... Look, I just wanna, you see what God did to us. I just want to fucking photosynthesize. I just want to like... <laughs> Ben, I wanted to ask you about, like, the Rochester music scene, because, like, you came up, like, around that, right? Yeah. So, I know, like, of one, I know of the Bugs Jar, and, like, Such Gold was a band I knew for a while, and, like, Polar Bear Club, I don't even think they're from Rochester. They are. Yeah, they're from Rochester. Oh, they were? Oh, okay. For sure. Okay. From right a couple, on. you know, different towns outside the city, like, 
not too far from where we are as well. Yeah. They were definitely a band that got that was doing well before like as such gold was sort of starting that we were like that we all loved and I still love that band that yeah. we all just yeah. sort of always looked up to and we're like Yeah. Still do. They don't play yeah. shows no more, but they're a great band. Yeah, they're awesome. <laughs> There's like a a northern melodic punk sound where like you guys are totally different bands, but I, I don't know. Melodic punk is like not super common anymore, unfortunately. But like, like we were saying, how there's just a lot of indie rock and everything now. But um, and then the times where you do get melodic punk, it's like West Coast like skate punk and stuff. Dude, but definitely like, yeah. though. It's like Wilhelm yeah. Scream, No Trigger, Polar Bear Club, fucking yeah. that band Six Alive from Rochester was kind of in that. Uh, fucking was Scream Hello from up here. Was that band from Florida? I don't know. I'm not sure. There's just all those bands. Like we were talking about this the other day. Like the the bands that were on Nitro, aka yeah. like Wilhelm Scream and No Trigger. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Like right in right when I was like when we were like in getting into high school, those bands were like doing real well. Yeah. I think that fucking had a really lasting influence on like Ben and I. Hell yeah. You know. For sure. Yeah. And you guys did dates with Bill Home, right? I saw. Yeah. I mm-hmm. was at the Philly show actually. Oh, nice. Um, it was a rad show at Milk Boy or what's it yeah, called? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know the not to so talk shit, but the there. opening band, like the the guitarist, had like Victory Record shorts on, and like oh, that oh, me yeah. and my friend were joking, like, "Yo, is he like doing that ironically?" <laughs> and then uh, like no, they were halfway like through victory, the set, they were like, like a Victory. Band. This song's coming out of Victory Records. Yeah, yeah, it's funny, but Wilhelm is always uh, insanely good live. Dude, totally. Every time I fucking see that, yeah, they're a great band and totally just live up to your expectations of being like awesome people and awesome musicians. They're just like, fuck, can't really say a bad thing about you. Yeah, it's yeah, always dude. a good feeling. They're so yeah. good. It's really cool. And they've been doing a long time too. Mm-hmm. Long ass time. They were. I forgot what they called. Smack and Isaiah. That was it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the. I think that's on Bandcamp. Not still on Bandcamp because it had to have gotten uploaded like MySpace. recently. But yeah, they up- all that shit just reminds me of MySpace because that was that those were the bands that I listened to in the MySpace days. Yeah, this and the the MySpace pages that I would visit. Hell I'm yeah. like racking my brain right now for more examples. Rest in peace, MySpace. Not happen. There's a lot of like big scene bands like the Blood Brothers and like all that shit. I liked yeah, that too. Sure. Yeah. Remember that was cool. on MySpace you could have like a song automatically play yes. when someone went to your page. Yeah. And like you'd like you'd be like trying to like you know stalk some like cutie at like you know 2 a.m and then like also just like you know some fucking like <laughs> whatever would come Mouse on spot blown up yeah you on the computer again <laughs> rest in peace my space uh, remember when justin timberlake bought it and was gonna try to do something with it and yeah it happened no still still kind of there if jk if jt can't make it fire it's there's no one yeah, yeah. it's done there's still skeletons of every profile up. Not mine. I wish. I think like band profiles are still up at least. Not Blunt I don't, Force. I don't know. Our hardcore band in high school is called Blunt Force. We were a hardcore band about smoking weed. <laughs> nice. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Right. That's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Sleep on it. <laughs> yeah. Like lyrical content. Well, first it was called Blunt Force Trauma. Okay. Which That's in hindsight kinda... is even better. 
Yeah. yeah there was like five fast. metal bands from Texas called that. <laughs> and there's probably way more now. Yeah. <laughs> from Texas. So many bands with that name. <laughs> Shit. We grew up in a small town. Yeah. Well, that's that's what I wanted to ask about because like Rochester seems like, I mean, it's not, it's a city, but it's like kind of what there's nothing no other cities like really close by yeah upstate new york's like a lot of space it seems yeah we got syracuse an hour to the east and buffalo hour to the west so Mm -hmm. but like between that as far as touring bands go we get a decent amount of stuff you know we're right in the middle so we could drive an hour anywhere it's not yeah it's not amazing but it's not anything to complain about compared to like certain places yeah or like the west coast Four yeah, hours so away from Portland and seven hours away from San Francisco, yeah, which is where I grew that's up. That's fucking brutal. Ashland, yeah. Oregon. No, like, there's nowhere to fucking Or Denver, go. dude. If you're a band from Oof, Denver, like, rough. good luck. You can drive yeah. six you, hours to, like, go Albuquerque. Well, fuck that. Yeah, like, yeah. You're, you're going nowhere. Like, yeah. you're yeah. fucked. Yeah. It's, that's why I was out in Denver for my last job that I have since quit hanging out with one of my friends out there, and he was just... I was just like, what bands are from Denver? And he's like, none, dude. Planes Mistaken for Stars and fucking, like, this band. And that's it. So there's nowhere to go on tour. Yeah, you they can't. just stay in Denver. Yeah. And I was like, wow. That sucks. Also, <laughs> Eric. with Salt Lake. Yeah. Yeah. Once you get, like, west of Chicago, I guess. And there's a whole middle part of the country that's really hard to get to. It seems, at least. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Also, like, the Dakotas. Oof. Wyoming. Yeah, Wyoming's I don't know any bands from Dakotas. But yeah, I guess like Rochester, you have, yeah, the like you're saying, Syracuse, Albany, Buffalo. It's like yeah, yeah and there's a decent like greater. Yeah, Toronto's like three and a half hours. Mm-hmm. There's like a decent amount of towns outside of Rochester that are well populated. That you know, plenty of musicians that everyone now lives in Rochester or whatnot. We're all from right. small towns outside. Right. Or, there's you know, some are from a the lot city. Of suburban sprawl. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Hell yeah. I played at, was it, was it called Sugar Shack in Rochester? Sugar, Sugar City in Buffalo? Sugar City. In, no, in Buffalo, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, That's what's cool. We're they playing had a couple different. Drews in May. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to be, I was telling you before, I'm playing at Vineyard Community Space in Rochester, yeah. which is like neat, like DIY, like just like yeah, a room, but it's a cool hang. Yeah. I think I played the Bug Jar. It's bringing it back to Scott. The Scott band I played in played with Mrs. Scanato. Dude, oh, yeah. my the Scott ski band. coach growing up was plays trumpet in Mrs. Scanato. Really? Yeah. Justin? Yeah. You know oh, Justin? Ski coach? Yeah, That's like five, so six days. funny. That's awesome. Yeah, man. I grew up skiing. <laughs> Same. No I mean, I grew up 20 minutes away from a fucking mountain. Oh, yeah, you're mountain. from Morgan. Yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, I know Justin Lloyd. Shout oh, out to Justin fucking yeah. Lloyd, dude. I haven't seen that dude in, like, that's so funny. Yeah, that's really cool. I'm glad that we've drawn out the podcast <laughs> to discover that we both know Justin We kept Lloyd. digging and we got gold. Scanato, dude. We got gold. We I got there. Podcast there. over. We got what we needed. <laughs> Our first band, when I was, like, a actual child, played with Mrs. Scanato at Monty's Crown on Monroe Ave in Rochester. Hell yeah. Did you like did you guys ever play a show in Buffalo run by Sick Boy Productions? You guys ever meet that guy? Uh, I'm not. I don't know. Okay, sounds no. pretty sick. Yeah, it's pretty, <laughs> we we stayed at his house and he was like showing karate. He was doing karate. <laughs> <laughs> he was like talking. About, it was fucking surreal. 
is he's like a booking agent he like was getting all these like promotional things from like big labels not like big but like you know victory like big labels at the time whatever and he was talking about like someone who tried to double cross him and he was like Showing us like the karate <laughs> that he would do, dude. It was like, yeah. wow, it was absurd. Shout out to Sick Boy Productions. Yeah, we see you out there doing karate. Shout out to Monty's Crown. Yeah, Justin Lloyd. Check out Cat Tat, right? Hell yeah. Okay, cool. Taking meds, new stuff. Such gold, deep in a hole. EP. I was telling you before, one of my favorite things that came out this year, straight up. Yeah, thank you. So yeah, not to be like weird fanboy, but like do good melodic punk stuff so i appreciate it yeah hell yeah anything else i got solo shit that i'm putting out in april as well under my just my name cool yeah nice so this is different than taking med stuff yeah it's like uh very much like in the sad core tradition right on of you know red house painters worship and but it's like acoustic, but it's it's bummer, bummer city. That's nice. um, that's like I also have like a basically all my songs where I, it's too obvious what my feelings are, are just go into the sad gay that's acoustic what, me too. category. Yeah, let's do a split. We should. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. It'll be a bummer split. Yeah, it's gonna be so fucking sad. <laughs> feeling too good about yourself. Listen to that's this. That's like Take we're on a path. Yeah. <laughs> 12, like 12, dis- self, 12 write, self like, diss tracks. Two yeah, artists. You, exactly. No survivors. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, th- hey, thanks for thanks for coming over late and doing this podcast. Thank thanks you for having us. For having yeah. us. Hell yeah. I had no choice in Sorry this. Sorry I blocked your neighbor in and burned your house down. <laughs> we're all going to die. <laughs>